Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a great Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year, and Super Bowl Sunday. What a busy weekend. Um, I did find some time to do some uh, finance and stock and substack work, and I have a lot of housekeeping to cover before we jump in to this podcast number 137. So um, I'll start from the top. Um, so if you've seen the Substack today, this morning, I basically rebranded the publication, uh, of NYU grad. Now, obviously I'm the author of the Substack, so that's not changing as far as when you click on who is the writer, uh, for the Substack. However, I am changing the actual publication name to, um, not your advisor. I thought, um, you know, I didn't want to get too creative with the marketing and naming convention. I wanted to be really simple, right? Like I had a whole list of what the Substack is about and it was really long. Uh, but I knew what it wasn't about. Uh, you know, there's just so much content out there and I think there sometimes can be confusion because there's a lot of folks that are creating content on FinTwit who are professional licensed CFPs, financial advisors, uh, and some are great, some are not. Uh, and then you have a lot of trading room services, uh, stock picking services, trading rooms, and the like. Then you have others that go very deep into uh, fundamental analysis and balance sheets. And I was just comparing everything. And I thought the easiest way to define what I do after you've consumed some of the content, because a lot of people have asked me like, hey, do you do financial advising? Can you manage uh, accounts? And the simple answer is no. I am not a financial planner, a financial advisor. Uh, I did go to undergrad for it, but that was years ago. However, I have been trading our family account uh, since the early 2000s, and I've been trading since 97. So I survived through many of the boom-bust cycles of this era. Um, but yeah, I landed on Not Your Advisor. It's simple enough. I now own the URL notyouradvisor.com. I'll slowly uh, point to it, but um, right now nothing has changed with the links. And I've also launched in uh, honor of the Lunar New Year and Year of the Dragon, the uh, premium paywall and content. So a lot happening today. Not much is going to change if you're a premium subscriber other than you're going to get more premium content. So thank you all for subscribing and being a premium member. Uh, and then for the free subscribers, you will still get uh, a ton of content um, that's geared towards freemium model. So this substack will still be free. Uh, the daily, today won't be 15 minutes, but the daily goal of providing stock market analysis and what's important in under 15 minutes uh, with no advertising and no politics 
that is my goal. I always wanted to find that product for myself and I couldn't. So I've created that. And uh, there will be occasional posts that are premium that I also release for free as a premium um, preview. But just as a heads up, if you are interested in signing up and upgrading from the free to the premium, there's a few ways you can do so. So I've actually started a promotion for the Lunar New Year. And uh, starting uh, yesterday evening to the end of the Spring Festival, which is on February 24th, you can get a premium for 20% off uh, and lock in that price forever. Um, and you can do that by either doing the monthly subscription option or it's a little bit cheaper actually, like 17% cheaper if you go the annual option. But they're both discounted 20%. So uh, you have until uh, February 24th, uh, end of day, to get on that uh, promotion. I will include the link to take advantage of the 20% in the show note uh, heading, or the header or the beginning part of the show notes. Um, the other way that you can uh, preview uh, and upgrade to premium is a seven-day free trial. So all you have to do, you'll see the, um, the a simple way you can uh, preview premium with a seven-day free trial as well. Um, and the other change is show notes, archives, will be a paywall feature. So if you want the show notes in full um, and you want the uh, extended podcast that will include premium content that's not available for the free subscribers, I would urge you to uh, sign up and uh, upgrade to premium. Um, if I forgot anything, I will try to... Um, note that later in the podcast. But uh, I appreciate uh, you dealing with some of the housekeeping, but um, not much is changing as far as content delivery and navigation. So let's jump right into today's markets. Lots to cover coming out of the Super Bowl weekend. And by the way, if your team is the Chiefs, uh, congratulations. If you're a Taylor Swift fan, congratulations. If you are a Taylor Swift hater and your team was the Niners, I'm very, very sorry. Um, I, I, I didn't even get to watch the whole game, uh, but I did watch overtime. And I've seen enough Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Mahomes games to know that you cannot let him have the ball last. I mean, watching him is really special. I mean, whether you love him or hate him, he's really good and... It just reminds me of like the inevitability of watching like Michael Jordan or watching Peyton Manning or um, watching, um, oh gosh, why can I not remember, uh, Tom Brady. It just seems inevitable that if they have the ball, they're going to find a way to win. And it was pretty insane, but I wasn't really surprised. But um with that said, let's let's get into the numbers. I digress. Um, I think the tone and theme of today's podcast is going to be called Playing the Infinite Game. 
And I'll kind of go through this a little bit and why, but um, although Simon Sinek didn't create the concept of playing an infinite game, um, he wrote a very um, easy to read book. Uh, I recommend you get. It's called The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. He also wrote, you know, the start with the Why book, which is very popular, and Leaders Eat Last. Um, but when you take a look at where we are in the markets, I, I think it's important to not forget that infinite game mentality versus just you know trade by trade. What's the you know momentum stock of the day, like Nvidia, and I'll cover that uh, while we go through the numbers. So taking a look at uh, breath as I usually do, um, it was a very uh, bullish day for breath. We had. 1,408 new highs and only 104 new lows. So new highs is outpacing new lows today by almost 1.5x, one and a half times. Uh, That's probably one of the larger spreads I've seen. So that's very healthy for the bull market. When you look at advanced decliners, you had 67% of shares advancing versus 28% of shares declining. Looking at the 50-day moving average, you had 36% of stocks under its own 50-day, and you had 33% of stocks below its own 200-day moving average. But this doesn't really tell you the whole story. If you close the podcast and walk away, it's a bullish day, right? Not so the case. It gets a little bit more complicated than this. Um, when you take a look at, uh, there's a couple of things that really stuck out to me today. The uh, Russell 2000 led to the upside. Ru- the Russell and small caps were up 1.8% today. And that is despite NASDAQ leading to the downside. The NASDAQ was down 48 points or 0.3%. Meanwhile, all of the Magnificent Seven, except NVIDIA, uh, was red. So you had, uh, let's go through them, right? So um, I'm going to start with NVIDIA, was up 0.16% today. Microsoft was down point, um, was down 1.26%. Apple was down 0.9%. Google was down basically a percentage Point. Amazon was down 1.21%, and Tesla was down 2.81%. That's a big sell-off for some of these names when you look at their market caps. And then you had, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Meta was the other that was green, barely, by 0.17%. Uh, then you had, looking at the groups or sectors, uh, what was the hottest sector of the day, if you can guess? You think financials maybe since the tech was down? Maybe uh, consumer discretionary because Russell 2000 was up? No, it was utilities. Utilities were up 1.14%. Energy was second place up 1.01%. Then basic materials, financial, and industrials. The leading to the downside was tech and then communication services. Now, this could just simply be a small pullback, right? Because they've rallied so hard 
They need a breather, okay? So it could be just that. But let's keep peeling the onion here. I'm looking for clues like a, like a detective. What also stuck out to me today? Uh, Bitcoin. Everything Bitcoin related is just skyrocketing. Um, so uh, full disclosure, um, I, I did share this with the pledgers at the time before premium went, went live. Um, I was uh, short Bitcoin um, from like 46,000 down to like the 40,000 range using the ETF uh, BITI, which is shorting the uh, Bitcoin um, spot price. Uh, however, I got out of that trade with a profit because when it got to that, that 40,000 uh, level, A, um, the price action just seemed like it was not going to go down further because it really had momentum to go test the 200-day moving average, which would have been horrific at like 34,000. And when I saw it kind of make a U-turn and um, create kind of a dragonfly candlestick, I closed my short position or bearish position, I should say. And I was waiting, to be honest, for it to backtest the 50-day and potentially go bearish again. But it built a, um, a balance area, a very, very tight balance area uh, from like January 27th to uh, February uh, 6th. And on February 7th, it broke out of that tight balance area to the upside. And as you know, balance area setups are my favorite. Um, My eyes are trained for this, for market profile. Uh, And when I saw it uh, go above the uh, balance area initiatively, what I should have done was go long Bitcoin, but I did not. And I'll, I'll actually share an image of this with the show notes for the premium members but once it broke like 43,000 and like 500, there was no stopping it. It's just green candlesticks every day and we're now at 50,000. So that is a pretty uh, sizable rally in Bitcoin and that's something that I'm watching. And again, this is also a body of evidence. Animal spirits are alive and well when you take a look at NVIDIA and semiconductors and super micro and... Um, Arm Holdings, it's just been a stampede of uh, bulls. So let's keep going. What else uh, stuck out for me today? Um, so this is not from today, but it's definitely on my mind. Is tomorrow, the Tuesday, 8.30 a.m. CPI report. Uh, pretty important because this is basically going to imply uh, whether rates have to stay higher for longer because inflation is rising or if inflation has cooled, maybe then rates can go down again and that's what everyone is counting on. Um, my buddy uh, Tim Knight at Slope of Hope had posted uh, a really um, great feature from Slope Charts where you can enter a grid of time. Um, you could pretty much dissect the chart by events, 
historical events, and CPI reports is one of them. And just looking at the last year, I posted charts on the show notes for the S&P 500 for every single CPI report. Uh, I've also posted that for uh, the SPY VIX ratio chart, uh, as well as just volatility in general for VIX straight up. So you can take a look at that. Uh, I've also posted the uh, CPI report in relation to the 10-year treasury yield, treasury yield via TNX. And I've also posted the cross-reference chart of CPI reports and NVIDIA. Um, so if you're curious on how those prices reacted to CPI reports, take a look at it. You might find it interesting. Uh, one thing that uh, I also want to note I mentioned it earlier in the beginning of the show, um, the VIX is holding on pretty strong today. Um, That is counterintuitive to a bull market. uh, And the 10-year yield is also pretty strong, right? Like to give you reference today, the VIX was up 7.7% with the market at one point up really big this morning before kind of a sell-off happened in the afternoon. And that's another thing that stood out to me uh, today is that the indices, while the Russell was up 1.88%, the NASDAQ and the S&P closed near its lows, and the Dow, while it closed up 125 points, it kind of started uh, puttering out toward the close. So these are all complexions that I'm looking at, right? You know, the macro here is we are in an insane bull market uh, led by the likes of NVIDIA, semiconductors, and AI. But there are signs that we need to be very, very diligent and risk adverse at this time. Like, it's not the time to go hog in all in in NVIDIA and Supermicro. I'll talk a little bit about that with the premium members, uh, but. Uh, I wanted to thank the free subscribers for checking in. Uh, What to watch uh, will be the CPI report Tuesday morning at 8.30. Keep watching the Magnificent 7 and keep watching yields. Uh, And I will continue on for uh, premium subscribers. Please stay. Uh, But that will be the preview portion for the free subs. 